If you believe your capacity has been enlarged. Let's take our seats. It's time to hear the word of God. And this morning, I want us with a teen chapel welcome to welcome to the podium Uncle Dennis Selom Aurelius Akandi. Take away that stony heart and Lord put a heart of flesh in there. That when your word comes, it will fall on fertile ground. Everybody praying. I want to hear prayer. Someone is just staring into space. I say, close your eyes and pray. The Bible says, and Jesus could not perform many miracles because of their unbelief. By your prayer, you're saying, let my faith rise this morning. Lord, let unbelief, let doubt, let fear, let anxiety, let it be quenched, let it come down. Let faith take over this morning. Uncle Solo, can you help me? You're brooding over the waters, Lord. He's brooding over the waters this morning. Lada Babo Seke brooding over the darkness this morning. Shakala Baba Sekele Meanda. Maya Laba Sandala Brahanda Laba Bahaya. Oh Jesus. 
something about our lives change this morning as your word leaves the heavens and comes down to the earth and does not return to you void so do we ask that your word would accomplish that which it was sent forth in our lives today we thank you in Jesus name amen are you ready for the word yes. amen I want to thank God for this honor and privilege to share with you it's always a sacred moment for me when I'm asked to mount this pulpit. And I want to thank the leadership for this opportunity. As usual, I, I have my team, my fan base here rooting for me. Came here with my lovely wife, as usual. My queen and Prince Jerome as well. My little boy. It's, they've been such a blessing to me. Right. Can you please put Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 on the screen for me? Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about growth, discipleship, various stages of growth. We've had various dynamics of this thing called growth, growing in Christ, maturing in the word, maturing in the things of God. And this morning, we want to push that boundary further. Look at somebody say, we're pushing the boundary. We are pushing the boundary. 
The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, he said, And Jesus Christ came to the disciples and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go ye to the nations and make disciples. Go ye to the nations and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey that which I have taught them. This was the last commandment Jesus left with the disciples. It is said, we've heard, we've heard it so many times that the last words of a dying man are probably the weightiest or the most important words of a dying man. Jesus was leaving and he said that, look, this is the crux of the matter. This is what you need to do when I go, when I ascend. Make disciples of all nations. Multiply myself in the lives of many people. Bring disciples to the kingdom of God bring people into the kingdom of God grow the kingdom grow in the word of God grow in the things of God he said go ye into the nations make disciples baptizing them in the name of God the Father the Son and of the Holy Ghost it means that God has desired growth from day one he was leaving he said look when I leave I don't want a dead church I don't want a stagnant church. I don't want the, the things that you experience in Acts to die. But I want you to continue the good work you had begun. Go ye. Go ye. When you read the accounts of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, please. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He says, the earth was formless. There was darkness over the face of the deep. But the Spirit of God was brooding, hovering over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 11, please. Then in verse 11, God says something very interesting. He says, and God saw, he said that, and let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its own kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so in other words he said that and let the earth produce vegetation that's what the niv says let it produce vegetation seed and plant bearing seed tree bearing seeds that can produce according to its own kind again god is implying something growth He's saying that and in the beginning, this was his agenda. Let there be growth. Let there be increase. When he created man, he said that be fruitful and multiply. Growth. Multiplication. So it presupposes that when God created man, his agenda was that man would replicate Christ in the lives of of others in other words out of his offspring adam would give birth make sure that adam gives birth to an offspring that has the likeness of god but of course sin stepped in john chapter 15 verse 16 he says that without me you can do nothing abide in me and if i abide in you and you abide in me you shall you shall you shall grow you shall bear much fruit and fruits that will abide 
growth, multiplication. Look, it therefore implies that God wants us to extend ourselves. He wants us to replicate ourselves. He wants you to duplicate yourself in the life of another person. Discipleship. You've been in Calvary Temple 10 years, 12 years. You are as fat as anything can be. Spiritual obesity. Sitting in the church. No, no discipleship. No going out. But God is saying in his word, growth. Discipleship. In other words, I thank God I have a son. I can use this illustration. I'm permitted. I get married. I have a son. His name is Jerome. He came out of my loins. He is, he is a representation of the Akande family. Do you understand? God creates the earth. He said, let there be vegetation on the land. And let there be seed. He says that plants and trees, seed and seed bearing plants and seed bearing trees that will produce after their own kind so it means that when God created them the agenda one of the assignment is that look at you a plantain tree make sure you bear forth according to your own kind tomato make sure you bear fruit according to your own kind that is why a tomato cannot give birth to a dog There is growth. And in the same way, when he left mankind, he left them with this great commission. Two things. In the beginning, he started, he said, let there be growth. That was his assignment. When he was leaving, let there be growth. Let there be multiplication. He said, ICGC, we're world changers, nation builders, inventors, through training in godly principles. What are we changing in the world? But then, God doesn't stop there. When he finishes creating the plants, the trees, the animals, the birds, he has created the firmament. Then he said that he created man in his own image and his likeness to take dominion over what he had created. I want you to follow me closely. Then, when God had finished doing that, you know what God said? He said that in, in fact, when you read the accounts of Genesis 2.5, he says that in the beginning when God had created the heavens and the earth, there was no shrub and there was no tree that had sprung up and no rain had fallen from the heavens yet and there was no one to work the ground. That was before he had created man. And so he created man. When he created man, he said that be fruitful and multiply dominion cultivate the land that i have given you explore expand increase multiply build capacity then god comes back and says again in genesis 2 he says that no i saw that man was lonely and needed a helper so he created a helpmate my wife my helpmate you'll get there not to be coming to do romance or lovey lovey 
only, but to fulfill God's agenda. Lighthouse will say, beloved dozing. Look, boys, look, life is not all about breasts. Okay? Right? Life is not all about breasts. Okay? There is an agenda God wants to fulfill. A woman comes, small cleavage, then you've wet yourself instantly in the church. Some of you, when you go to the washroom, it's not because you want to peel. Something else is going on. But you see, this is God. God says that, God says that he saw that man was lonely and needed a helpmate. God is doing something and I want you to listen. Matthew chapter 6. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come as it is in heaven remember God had created the heavens and the earth God he was in his dwelling place but he felt the need to go through creation and after he had created in the process he said let me create man he said that there was no one to take care of the land, the vegetation, the animals, so he created man. You know what God was doing? He was trying to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. And he did it. As it was in heaven in the beginning, so it was in the day and the time of Eden. So it was in the, te- in the time of Adam. Because God had replicated the Garden of Eden, that's why you can't, look, you can't find the Garden of Eden. There is no geographical location for Eden. It's a dimension. Eden is a dimension. You can't find it. Because it was like heaven. It was. God had fully and successfully been able to replicate the kingdom of God on earth. And you know who he put in charge? Adam. Adam and Eve. But something interesting happens after that. The devil comes. He, he tempts them, leading to the fall of man. And then that authority, so to speak, that God had given to Adam and Eve was sort of transferred to the devil. That's why the devil could tell Jesus, said, all these things has been given unto me. If only you bow down and worship me, it was because of the fall. Now, we see that God is already doing something. Adam, Eve did not just come to be sitting around. When they say be fruitful and multiply, those of you did biology, you understand. So, after the fall of man, Adam and Eve, they had kids. They had children. The next thing that happened was that God said 
in his word. In the book of Daniel. Before the book of Daniel, actually, before that event occurred in Daniel, he had been speaking concerning Israel and their iniquity. And he had been warning them. In 2 Kings chapter 24, verse 1, he told them that, look, you guys are misbehaving. If you continue like this, I will hand you over. That was the first wave that came in. The first wave of besieging. The first wave of an overthrowing. Listen closely. Where another kingdom came to overthrow. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to besiege Judah. And take control of Judah. And take some of the people captive. Scholars reveal that that was in 605 B.C. The second wave occurred in 587 BC. That was the second time. Again, even though they had already been besieged, even though Nebuchadnezzar had taken control of Judah, of Israel, they still were rebelling. So the second wave of what? Overriding. The second wave of the Babylonian kingdom came again. They besieged it again. They brought them into captivity and sent them down. Then the third wave occurred in 597 BC. Where again, Nebuchadnezzar brought his army, his soldiers to, to pillage, to take control of Jerusalem. And that which was in it, he carried some of the possessions, the treasures, and went to put it in the temple of the gods of Babylonia. God is doing something. The king of Babylon was expanding his kingdom. How was he expanding his kingdom? By colonizing Jerusalem. For those of you who don't know what colonialism is, colonialism is simply when outsiders, foreigners, come to a certain place or land or territory, right? And they take control of that territory. And then they make it subject to the land from which they came from. Ghana were a British colony. The Brits came. The Portuguese were also here. The Germans were here. The Scandinavians were here. That's the Danes. They were here. But at the end, it was the Brits that stood. So what Nebuchadnezzar was doing was that I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm a great king, but it is not enough. I want to expand my kingdom. I want to enlarge my kingdom. I want my kingdom to stretch beyond the borders of Babylon. So he sends the soldiers in. He sends his army in. And they take control of Jerusalem. And when he does that, the Bible says that in the third year when King Jehoiakim was king, then Nebuchadnezzar laid siege to Judah, to Jerusalem. And he took control of the land. That was the beginning of colonization. First wave of colonization. So in colonization, what the agenda is, what the one colonizing seeks to do is take captive, is to besiege, to take control of a specific land. So he took them captive. The Bible says that he took the Leonid, those who have royal blood with them, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel were amongst those who were carried into captivity. They were taken to a foreign land called Babylon. But you see, it didn't just end there. 
The Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, he says that to these four young men, God gave knowledge, understanding in all literature and kinds of learning. But before that, the king had given Ashpenaz an order. He told them, look, you are the chief official of the king. Go out there, select men of royal blood, men of nobility, men who understand things, men who have quick aptitude, men who can understand literature. And then bring them into training for three years. They were supposed to undergo training. Colonization. Nowadays, you can sit and say you can drink tea. What is tea? Back in the day, before the Brits came, there was nothing like tea. The effects of colonization. The effects of another kingdom coming from where it is. And coming to a place and taking control, dominating, having dominion. He told them, make sure you give them KFC, Beggar King, French fries, all the fatty food you can find. Make sure you feed them. When I look at their appearance, their pulchritude, they must look fine. They must not look like they have holes. There must be no rolling stain in their necks. And Daniel says that, you know what? I'm pleading with you. This is the king's decree, but... For me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego allow us to only eat vegetables and drink water and test us and see. The chief official, Aspenaz, was so shaken. He said that if I do this and it doesn't turn out well, the king will have my head. There is a process taking place. The king of Babylon is trying to set an agenda in motion. He's trying to take over a land. He took over Judah. He took over Israel. But he went further to take the people in the land. And in taking them, he was trying to train them in the ways of the Babylonian culture. One of the things about colonization is that you try to influence or you try to superimpose the culture of other people upon a group of people. So you have an outside settler who comes in with his culture and when he comes, he comes with his culture. He comes to influence. He comes to change the way things are happening. The way people dress, the way they talk, the way they speak, their mannerisms. That is what King Nebuchadnezzar was trying to achieve. Queen Elizabeth, I don't know when she thought about this. I don't know. I'm sure she just sat on the throne someday and said that, Charlie, it's not enough. We're great Britain, but we're not that great. We need to conquer. So we're going to send forth men. We're going to send forth our armies. When they got to the coast, the Portuguese were already there, but the Brits found a way of taking over. And the Gold Coast became a British protectorate. In other words, it became sort of like an independent state. That's what they say. With some level of control, but still the oversight was coming from the United Kingdom at the time. Queen Elizabeth at the time said that it's not enough. 
I'm not satisfied with where I am. I know that my kingdom is great. We live to our name. We live by our name, the great Brits. But we still need to expand the kingdom. The Americans came. Pillaged. America. You know who the original natives of the Americans are? The Red Indians. Took over. Took over their lands. Now they call it Great America. Everybody was seeking power in those times. The Portuguese were seeking power. The Germans were looking for power. The Brits were looking for power. They knew that if they could conquer and take territories, it would be a sign of dominion and it would be a sign of increasing their capacity, increasing their domain, and hence more power. But the Bible makes me to understand in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And when he had been done with creating all the other things, on the sixth day he said he created man and asked him to take dominion over the earth. Colonization first began with God, ladies and gentlemen. God was colonizing the earth by extending himself through a man called Adam. When he sent forth Adam, what he was trying to do was that my kingdom stretches from dynasty to dynasty. But in creation, I want to colonize the earth. I want to extend my territory to the earth. I want to extend my influence through a man called Adam. So you know what God does? He creates man. He says that God created man in his own image and his likeness. And in creating him in his own image and likeness, it means that God gave him his own mind. He gave the mind, he gave him the mind of God. He gave him the characteristics of God. He gave him the nature of God. So when Adam was standing there, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, he said that, and when he had created man, you know what Adam did? He said that, and God brought the animals to Adam for Adam to name. And whatever Adam called it, that which it was called. So God says you, you'll be called Adwa. You, you'll be called Moro. You, you'll be called Zikinapi. You, you'll be called Moses. And that which he named it, that was its name. God was already colonizing the earth. He was extending and expanding the kingdom of God on the earth. At that time in, in Eden. So God continues. You know what he does? He says that it's not enough. Adam alone cannot handle this kingdom. I'm going to send him a helpmate. Ladies and gentlemen. The colonial masters we see today. The Portuguese, the Brits. That which they did. They learned it. They first learned it from the Bible. They first saw it from the word of God. This was something God had already started doing. They learned that if only we can apply this principle, we will become so great a nation. If only we can create influence. If only we can extend ourselves. If we can replicate ourselves in another settlement, in another geographical location, we will become great and powerful. 
This is what God wants for us. It is not enough to grow. It is not enough to mature spiritually. Are you listening to me? It is not enough to eat spiritual food. It is not enough to come and pray and read the Bible and fast. It is not enough. God says we should extend the kingdom of God. In other words, God wants to colonize the earth through you. God wants to use you as an agent of change in our time. God wants to use you to influence this land, this country, Ghana, to influence Africa, to influence the world. God wants you to colonize. He wants you to take control. He wants you to take control. So, you see the Brits coming. And when the Brits come, what do they do? They introduce educational system. What kind of educational system is it? British educational system. To date, we're still using that. You know why? Because they know if we can renew their mind, if we can change the way they think, if we can inculcate in them a new agenda, a new mindset, a new culture, they will be on our side and it will be easy to advance our cause. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they went into training. I believe they were 16, 17, so they were probably in SHS then. Senior high. They got there. Three years they were supposed to undergo training in the ways and in the culture of Babylon. Because King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to change the mind. He wanted to change the way they think. He wanted to make them like him. He wanted to put the agenda of Babylon in them so that they become agents of change for the kingdom of Babylon. So, when he does that, the next thing he does that he changes, he changes their name. Daniel, he called Belteshazzar. Shadrach, he calls Hananiah. Abednego, Azariah. He doesn't always or only give them training, but he also changes the identity. Maybe you're here. You've been hearing growth, discipleship. You've been hearing so many things about evangelizing. Operation ITCC. Changing the mood of heaven. Winning souls. This is the agenda that God has set for us. This is what God has desired for us. This is what God says he wants for us. This has been his agenda. So when Jesus prayed, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. In other words, the kingdom of God must be made manifest here on earth. You are agents of change for God. You are world changes for God. Not for man, but for God. God has called you and I to change the world, to bring transformation. God has called you and I to dominate. He said be fruitful and multiply. Dominate. Take control. And he says that in doing that, change the identity of these animals. Change the identity of the living things I planted. Oh my God. 
to the extent that when God had created woman and brought him to Adam, the Bible says that Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. God was not the one who named Eve. It was Adam. Man was the one who named Eve. He called, he said, and she shall be called woman. He gave her an identity. How many of you know that when you have a nickname in school and you hate that nickname, the more you hate it, the more it sticks. The more you hate the nickname, the more it even becomes popular. Yeah. <laughs> you, you try as much as possible. You give your friends warning, but the more you try to suppress it, the more it increases. And if you're not careful, you'll soon become that nickname. So God said that, Adam, I have given you authority. I've given you power. Dominate. You have my genes in you. You have my DNA in you. Use it. He said that you shall be called woman. You shall be called dog. You shall be called cat. You shall be called fish. You shall be called this. You shall be called that. Kingdom expansion. Colonization. Kingdom domination. Kingdom control. This morning, the message I came with is a message of influence. That God wants you to extend the influence of the kingdom here on earth. It is not enough to say that, oh, I come to church on Sundays. It's enough. No, no. And those of you who have been drinking pokeke. You can drink, you can drink five cups and still be steady. You're actually into the competition of how many can I drink to be steady? This is not what God called us for. This is not what he called us to. He called you to be an agent of change. You are the next, you are the next Adam. That's what God called you to do. That's what the Bible says. I implore you as ambassadors of Christ. Be reconciled. You are an ambassador. You are a representative of heaven. You're supposed to stand in the place. Stand here on earth. You're supposed to stand here and bring change and create influence for the kingdom of God. Influence in your classroom. You've heard Uncle Bethman's testimony. When they say everyone is copying or dabbing, you said, I won't do it. When they bring their poor, you say, no, I don't watch it. Do you know why? Because if you do not affect, look, if you do not affect an environment with your culture, that environment will affect you with its culture. That's just it. Some of you say, look, some of you, the moment you sit in a plane, you become an atheist. I promise, I'm telling you. The moment you sit in a plane, you become an atheist. You will forget everything about God. That's why God has not opened a scholarship door. Yes! You don't know that Ghana is crystal friendly? Crystal friendly. The atmosphere. The moment you sit in, in a plane, before you can even land in Anya America, India, you will become an atheist. You will forget who you are in Christ. But you see, 
beyond all this, God is saying that as it was from the beginning, as it was from the time of Adam, this is what I want for you. I want my kingdom to come here on earth. I want to be able to colonize the earth through you. God can't do it unless he uses a man. So when you say no, you're trying to tell God that I don't care. I choose not to be a representative. Go find someone else. You're snubbing God. But he says that I have set you as ambassadors, representatives, kingdom representatives, world changers, kingdom seekers, nation builders, a youth that is current and relevant. We sing it. We recite it like a poem. But now it's the time to live it. God says you should extend the kingdom. Bring forth according to Christ. Replicate Christ in the lives of other people. That Christ in you, he wants you to extend it. So in your classrooms, he wants you to extend it. When you go out there on the field, he wants you to be a Christ representative. Recently, Manny Pacquiao and um, the other guy, I forgot his name, the one who was stripped messlessly, Thurman. Thurman was stripped messlessly. He was making a lot of morph. They beat him and they were doing some post-boxing analysis. I, said, I shared this with Uncle Bethman. And one man, the, the coach, Freddie, I forgot his name, Freddie something. He, the coach of Manny Pacquiao, he said that, honestly, Manny Pacquiao has a killer instinct. A killer instinct means that he'll beat you into death. But he lost that killer instinct when he became a Christian. You know he's a Christian? Those of you who don't know boxing, Manny Pacquiao. He lost that killer instinct and the, the coach said that he didn't like that because he really, he didn't want the game, he didn't want the fight to go into like a unanimous decision or split decision. So what he wanted to do was that you just beat him, knock him out so that there is no room for contention. We know that you, you are down on the ground. I'm the winner. You, you're down. But he had lost some of that killer instinct until he lost one fight. And then the next fight, Manny Pacquiao came again and he saw, the coach said he saw the killer instinct coming back again. And he began to share about Manny Pacquiao's conversion to become a Christian, what happened. And he said something. He said that, from what I've seen from Manny Pacquiao, you really, you really, he was throwing a question. The interviewer asked him a question. So what, what do you make of this? I mean, his conversion, how did you feel? How could you relate? He said, really, you really can't fight the Bible. That's what he said. You said, you really, you can't, this is what the coach said. He said, you really can't fight the Bible. What am I talking about? I'm talking about creating influence. If God has called you to be a basketball player. Huh? Where are the basketball players? Where is Ellie? You want to play basketball. You must be a representative of Christ. You must be an influencer. You want to be a doctor. Those of you here for the online, you are a doctor. So you, have, you don't want the spirit of God. You are joking. You think you can do it with your own strength? Go and ask Ben Carson. Ask Ben Carson. He said, Ben Carson said that the way he can perform surgeries intricately, meticulously, painstakingly, with his hands and fingers, because the nerves are so small, you need a certain kind of skill to be able to perform these, you know, crucial operations. He was one of the first to perform, um, what was it? Uh, what kind of? See, I miss twins. He, he performed this successfully. I, was, I think it was in John Hopkins. Or 
What? And he said that, he, he made a comment and said that really it wasn't him. It was the hands of God that was at work. You're a doctor, you must carry the presence of God. You're a lawyer, like Paul, you must carry the presence of God. You're a judge, you must be like the Deborahs of our time. Kingdom influences, kingdom changes. You're not just a doctor, you're not an ordinary doctor. But people must come to you for advice. People must seek counsel. You're sitting in a meeting, general meeting. You're quiet. Everybody is having their say. Everybody is talking left, right, center. And the boss asks you, so, uh, Moro, I like to use Moro because that's the first name that comes to me. Moro, Moro, what do you think about this? You speak two lines and everybody says, wow, that makes sense. We'll go with this decision. That is the kind of influence we're talking about. Look, we're talking about God raising people in the marketplace. Not everyone is going to stand behind us pulpits. Not everyone is going to be a pastor. Not everyone is going to be an evangelist. But you must be a Christian, a spirit-filled Christian, an ambassador of Christ. You want to play football. Even now, this guy, Neymar, now he's messing up. Back in the day, the Brazilians, when, look, when they're playing, but when they score a goal, they lift, they, they lift their shirt, their jersey, and then they, they say that, I belong to Christ. I'm a Christian. To the extent that even FIFA, the association, at some point in time, they began to complain. This was something that was peculiar to the Brazilians. Some of you are young. You've not seen the, Ronald, the real Ronaldos during their time. This is the kind of change we're talking about. This is the kind of domination. This is the kind of colonization we're talking about. Not drinking tea. No. The Brits came. They gave us tea. They gave us rice and stew. That's the kind. You see that? You do you see the impact of colonization upon your life? Do you see the impact? Do you see it even on my life? Do you see the impact? Because they were successful. They were able to change the minds. To alter. They were able to reform your thinking. Through our educational system. God said that they learned that from me. I was the one who initiated that. I was the one who began it all. This is something that came from me. And I want you as Christians to take it on. I want you to run with it. I want you to become world changers. I want you to become nation builders. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 33. It says the kingdom of God is like yeast that a woman took and put in 60 pounds of dough. And it worked its way until the dough rose. Those of you who don't know yeast. Boys, please, when you grow, now start going to the kitchen. Learn a few things. Huh? Don't, don't just come when the food is ready. No. Yeast. Yeast is a raising agent. Yeast is a fungus. It's a microcellular organism. Right? Now what yeast does is that it helps to raise dough. Dough. The one that we use for bread. Right? Now, the way it happens is very interesting because... When you take yeast, when yeast is sitting by itself, it has no use. It, it doesn't do anything. But when you want to activate the yeast, you add it to a little warm water first. Then you add some sugar. 
because what the yeast does is that it begins to feed on the sugar and in the presence of the warm water it begins to grow it's feeding and as the yeast is feeding on the sugar what happens is that it produces carbon dioxide as a byproduct so those of you who love baking when you go into the kitchen you're baking and you add some warm water to yeast add some sugar you realize after a while it starts to form bubbles that is the carbon dioxide that's coming out now the next step is that you take the flour you take egg binding agents binding agents egg sugar water and you mix it with the yeast as you mix it you add flour as you're mixing it you add more flour until it becomes more pasty more solidified now when you have done that when you have added the yeast you leave it for a while what happens is that you realize that the yeast begin to rise it begins to rise slowly and then there is a process called kneading the reason why you knead the dough is because the yeast in itself it produces what we call proteins certain proteins glutens now these glutens they are like they're very elastic it's like chewing gum right so when you knead the dough what you're doing is that you're creating more bonds between those proteins and then as as the dough begins to absorb the carbon dioxide what happens is that the carbon dioxide gets trapped in these proteins this elastic proteins called gluten so the carbon dioxide is trying to escape the gluten the gluten captures it and so the rising the rising process so what happens after is that you leave the dough to rise for a while the bible says that the kingdom of god is like yeast that a woman takes and puts in dough so in other words the kingdom of god is like taking you and i and planting them in here in lashibi planting them in sakumono planting them in ghana and allowing that yeast to work its way the bible says so mightily grew the word in the city of ephesus and prevailed. the word was not just walking by itself oh. the last time the word was walking it was jesus but when Jesus left, he said, so mightily grew the word. Do you know why the word grew? Because there were agents, there were carriers of the word of God. Paul, Philip, the apostles, they carried the word of God. So when they spoke the word of God, the word grew mightily. The word prevailed. When you as yeast are injected into a certain situation, you are injected into a certain environment. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to prevail. You're supposed to bring the kingdom of God. You're supposed to manifest God's kingdom here on earth. God wants to send, send us forth as yeast. He wants to plant you as yeast. Look at somebody and say, I'm yeast. I'm yeast. Do you know that yeast, when yeast goes, when yeast goes into dough, the dough doesn't influence the yeast. It's the yeast that influences the dough. This morning, I just came to challenge you. I just came to push you a little further. Let you know it's not enough. It is not enough to come to church. It's not enough to grow. He said, yeah, I read my Bible. Now I do my quiet time. For three weeks, I've been very consistent. But God says that it's time to push my kingdom forward. It's time to push my agenda forward. Rise to your feet.
I want you to pray one prayer this morning. I want you to pray and ask God to make you an agent. Listen, I want you to pray and ask God to make you an agent of change in this generation. And even in the generations to come, pray and ask God, say, Lord, I avail myself today. Make me like yeast. Let me carry the influence of God. Let me carry the DNA of the kingdom of God and bring change to wherever you put me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray and say, Lord, make me an agent of change. Make me an agent of change. Help me to multiply. Help me to multiply. Help me to multiply Christ in the lives of people. Because this is the commission you gave us. That we should go out there and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Pray and say, Lord, make me an object of change. Make me a vessel of change. Make me a vessel of transformation. Open your mouth and pray, everybody. Ask the Lord in whatever situation you find yourself in, you want to ask God. You say, Lord, help me to establish your kingdom. Let me be a true representative. Open your mouth and pray, everyone. Close your eyes and pray and say, Lord, help me to bring a change. Help me to bring a change. Help me to bring a change. Open your mouth and pray. Libra balaba sokola. Maya la bababa shakala brayande. Everyone pray. I want to hear everyone praying. Libra Broyondos. Open your mouth and pray. You want to be a doctor, you want to be an engineer, you want to be an actuarial scientist, you want to be a statistician, you, you, you want to be a sportsman, you want to play football, whatever it is, you say, Lord, make me an agent of change. Make me an agent of change. Make me an agent of change. Make me like yeast. Let me be used of you, O oh God, as it was from the very beginning. Libra la bosokolo broyanda ba. Shada la babaya zikala brayanda la babaya. Everyone pray, pray. You're asking God to give you the strength, to give you the grace to be an influencer for the kingdom of God. Libra Ayande, even for the areas where the grounds are hard to break. You want to say, Lord, let me be the first person to break that ground. In the name of Jesus, use me as a first person. Let me be one. Libra Kalabo Shendele Behasaya. That will break grounds. Libra Kalababa Shandelebre Akaya Labazi Kalamande. Lebede Malaki Malaki Maladose Malada. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. You want to say, Lord, use my academics use my academics use the spirit of excellence to bring change Libra Andala in my society in my classroom Lord they have been laughing at me they have been criticizing they have been mocking my criticism
Christianity but Lord let me become like yeast after today let the respect for the kingdom of God let the reality of the kingdom of God let it manifest one more time you said our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come as it is in heaven Libra Alaba let your will be done on earth we understand that this is your will this is what you want for us Lord use me someone say Lord use me Libra under someone say Lord use me Libra Kalababa Shendele pray and ask the Lord to use you pray and ask the Lord to use you this morning ask the Lord to use you say Lord use me use me I am available use me Lebri Andalaba I am not waiting for come say use me Lord use me Lord that is our prayer say use me Lord use me Lord use me I am available to you we are saying Lord use us we are available to you because his word says that we did not choose him he first chose us Libra and appointed us that we will bear fruits that will abide Libra andala that will bear fruits that will abide open your mouth and pray and say Lord use me use me use me use me Libra bakalebre and I want to be a surgeon Lord use me fill me with your spirit make me like Stephen the Bible says that and God filled up Stephen with the spirit of God he was so full of the spirit and of grace say Lord fill me with your spirit fill me with the grace to influence to bring change to dominate Libra in the name of Jesus say Lord use me use me use me use me Lord I am available Libra Kalaba I will not hold back I will come to the school of the spirit and I will come under the subjection under the tutelage of your spirit I will ask your spirit to teach me to undo to unlearn the things that are not of you and to imbibe knowledge to imbibe kingdom knowledge the kingdom of God Lord give me the mindset of the kingdom make me like yeast today Lord Libra Kalababa Shenele Ma'akiza Ba'ali Mamaya Lekenema Zaba Libra and they pray somebody pray 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 mene calibre ayanda la baba yese de le bebe shada la baba haya in the name of jesus ikala baba za calibre ayanda la bahaya we're about to take our communion i want you to be in a solemn song the solemn atmosphere i want us to come to him with solemn hearts Bible says that in the night in which he was betrayed as his disciples were sitting and they dined together he took the bread let it go around and he broke the bread and he said that this is my body which is broken for you eat I want you to keep this in mind as the bread goes round, as you hold it, you know that you're not eating ordinary bread, but this is the bread of life. That when you ingest this, you're taking in Christ. And in like manner, after he had taken the bread, he took the wine. And he says that this is 
my blood the blood of the new covenant in me take and drink one thing about the communion is such that if you have heat if you have sickness in your body the communion is a symbol of strength is a symbol of health is a symbol of restoration it's not just remembrance but a symbol of restoration so as we take this bread and we take this wine if you're ill in any part of your body trust God for healing does everybody have one Has everyone been served? This is a spiritual activity. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. As you take this bread, you're taking in life. Has everyone served? Has everyone been served? Has everyone been served? I want you to take the bread and eat it. The body that was broken. This wine represents the new covenant, the covenant of grace, the dispensation we're in, his blood that was poured, that was shed for us. As we drink it, I want us to remember that this is the blood that was shed for our sins and the blood that has made us who we are today. Drink the wine now. If you're, if, you're, if you're sick in any part of your body, I want you to touch that part of your body and just pray. And say, Lord, as I've taken your word, I've taken in your blood, heal me. And the rest of you just continue to pray solemnly. And ask God to renew your allegiance to him. The rest of you pray and ask God to renew your allegiance to him. If you're sick, if you're ill in any part of your body, touch that part of your body now and trust God for healing. Libra asokolo broshaha. Sima labo dahaliba tayaka sibidi la dose. Pray somebody. Libra lababase. Liba dose bedaliba ajika labadosaya. Bazabalaba. Lord, for them that need healing, Father, stretch forth your hand and heal them. For them that need healing, stretch forth your hand and heal them now. For them that need healing, Lord, if there's ache in the body, if there is a malfunction somewhere in the internal organs, Lord, send forth your healing power now. If anyone has flu, anyone has influenza, if anyone has some form of chronic disease that is hidden, that we've not even seen, Lord, stretch forth your hand now. If there's anyone here that has a heart issue, Lord, stretch forth your healing hand now and heal. <laughs> 
heal and deliver. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just thank the Lord. Open your mouth and thank Him. Thank Him for healing. Thank Him for the Word. Thank Him for the change. Thank Him for giving you the grace to influence. Giving you the ability to stand as an agent of change. Giving you the privilege. Choosing you. He says that you did not choose me. I first chose you. That you will bear fruits. And fruits that will abide. Just thank Him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Close your eyes and pray, somebody. Libra and thank him. Say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Limini bahada kosa kaya malabadis valababa repese de lebreanda kadasi vili badaboshi landa baya. Close your eyes and pray, and say, Lord, I thank you for giving me this privilege. I did not deserve it, but you came to me. You chose me. You selected me. Oh Lord, thank you for counting me worthy. Lima labrose kaya manda lababa shene menehanda imalaba labri kalababa shende lebede zeyeleba dula mazikala brayanda laba shada bahila in the name of Jesus malaba zukalabra ayande lebeasa. Power belongs to you. Power belongs to you in heaven and the earth. All power belongs to you. Power belongs to you. Power belongs to you.
close to you in heaven and on earth. Thank you for empowering us. Thank you for changing us one more time. Reminding us that you've called us to become agents of transformation. You've called us to extend your kingdom. To bring your kingdom down as it is in heaven. That your will will be accomplished. We're so grateful, O Lord. That we avail ourselves to you, O God, one more time. We have struggled with ourselves in past times. But Father, we avail ourselves that you would use us use us as yeast in our classrooms. Use us as yeast in our society. Use us as yeast in the nations, here in Ghana, in the church, outside the church, in the marketplace. Wherever we are, Father, help us to represent you. Help us to stand for you, O God. And Father, as we stand for you, may your word prevail through us. May your kingdom come. May the miracles burst forth. Transformations come, may the healing come, may the repentance come, may dominion come, oh God, may control take political control over the earth, oh God. We're saying, Use us. We understand that without us, you cannot do it. You need us, you need a vessel. Here we are, Lord. Use us. We thank you because you have answered us. We bless you in Jesus' name, amen. And everyone say, Amen. 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 Let's do it better for God. Let's do it better for God. Put your hands together for God. I hope that we will not be hearers of the word only, but I will go out and become yeast and infect our generation for Christ. Colonize the world for Jesus. Let's give a round of applause for God once again.